the opportunity to quit your job is always there. The real question is whether you're prepared. Figuring it all out as you go is not a plan. Escaping imperfect circumstances is not a purpose. Quitting your job because it feels right is not progress. It's precisely the opposite. Welcome to Philosopher Insights, the podcast that delivers wisdom in minutes a day that you can put into practice daily and strive to master over a lifetime. The podcast committed to sharing ideas that encourage you to bridge the gap between who you are today and the person you aspire to be in the future. Hi, my name is Herb Lamba and welcome to my podcast where I will share practical insights from the world's best authors. Knowledge isn't power, applied knowledge is. The quest to become the best version of you starts right now. Hi and welcome to Philosopher Insights. My name is Herb Lamba. Today we're discussing Quitter, Closing the Gap Between Your Day Job and Your Dream Job. The author of this book is John Acuff. It's published back in 2011. I want to share a number of my favorite insights, starting with Stay Dangerous, Hinge Moments, View Risk Through a Telescope, Two Worst Words, Dreams Don't Pay Well, Plan Myth, Power of Anonymity, Time to Be a Quitter, and then finish it off with Think About Work Differently. So let's start with the introduction. Quote, the golden watch has become the other end of the golden handcuffs. We now look at steady jobs as less of a goal and more of a necessary evil. They aren't fun. They simply fund our lives. They are cash cows we need but don't want. There's a reason why, at the time of this writing, Tim Ferriss' The 4-Hour Workweek is the best-selling career book on Amazon. The idea of only working four hours a week sounds appealing because the general assumption is that work is a terrible way to spend our time. Spending far less time doing something terrible is a pretty terrific proposition. People position adulthood like it's the end of your life, not the beginning. You've had your fun. Now it's time to grow up. You've lived it up. Now it's time to start dying. We buy into the lie that work is usually miserable. We buy into the lie that it's possible to separate who we are at work from who we are outside of work. We buy into the lie that to escape the drudgery, to be the person we want to be all week long, to follow our dreams, the first step is to quit our jobs. It's not. End quote. Each of us has our own unique vision of where we truly desire to be in life. Some of us may have even crafted tentative plans to embark on a path towards that desired destination. However, the unfortunate truth is that very few people actually make it to where they envision. Instead, countless people around the world find themselves trapped in jobs they despise or simply feel indifferent towards. Drawing from Acuff's personal journey, where he transitioned from a series of dead-end jobs to achieving his ultimate goal of becoming an author, he offers insights on how you too can make that leap towards your dream job a reality. So, let's delve into some of my favorite insights and take the first crucial steps towards creating the future you genuinely long for. Insight number one, stay dangerous. Quote, it is very possible you've thought long and hard about quitting your job. You're in the minority of folks who have saved up money for a famine year. If you quit now, there's still another landmine looming you've probably not considered. Remaining dangerous. Dreams tend to challenge the status quo. They ask questions like, why do you do things this way? And then assert, here's a better way. No one ever says, I have an amazing dream that I'm going to dedicate my life to. If it works, the status quo will be solidified forever. At the heart of a dream is change. Few like this. People get comfortable and often see dreamers as threats. We might be a culture that wants to quit our day jobs, but deep down, change still scares a lot of us. 
especially when it threatens the norms we've come to embrace. But if you're going to chase your dream job, guess what? You will be dangerous. You're going to threaten the status quo, and that's not for the faint-hearted, end quote. Daydreaming about quitting your job in a spontaneous burst of inspiration and pursuing your dream may seem enticingly simple. However, as Acuff wisely points out, you must brace yourself for a plethora of challenges that extend far beyond your profession. These challenges encompass various facets of your life, such as relationships, financial stability, anxiety regarding the future, and the preservation of your creative freedom. It is essential to be prepared for these obstacles before taking the leap. Quote, Want to stay dangerous with your dream? Want to make some real progress? Don't quit your day job. Not yet. You've probably heard the axiom, success always comes when preparation meets opportunity. It's true, and the opportunity to quit your job is always there. The real question is whether you're prepared. Figuring it all out as you go is not a plan. Escaping imperfect circumstances is not a purpose. Quitting your job because it feels right is not progress. It's precisely the opposite. End quote. Insight number two, hinge moments. Quote, Sometimes we think we need a massive eureka moment to come to grips with who we want to be and what we want to do. We wait for the lightning strike that will completely redefine our lives and give us clear direction. But the truth is, the greatest impact tends to come from hinge moments. A hinge moment occurs when you're planning to do something standard and normal, something you've done many times before, like turn a key in the ignition. And then seemingly out of nowhere, something, a small detail usually, hinges you in a different direction. End quote. All right, let's ditch the daunting question that makes us want to hide under the covers and ponder the meaning of life. What do I want to do with my existence? Instead, let's tackle a more manageable question that won't send us into an existential crisis. How about this? What have I done in my life so far that I absolutely freaking love doing? You see, dreams don't typically smack us in the face out of nowhere. They often reveal themselves when we revisit past experiences that sparked a fire within us. So if you're scratching your head, trying to remember that magical something you once loved, take a trip down memory lane and keep an eye out for what the author calls hinge moments. Now don't be fooled by these hinge moments. They might seem insignificant or slip under your radar at first. They can be moments of joy or moments that tug at your heartstrings. But what's crucial is that they push you in a direction you never anticipated. Insight number three, view risks through a telescope. Quote, risks are coming. How you perceive them will largely determine how successful you are at overcoming them. In general, there are three different ways we look at risks associated with a dream. End quote. The first one is the magnifying glass. This is where our fear of risk often leads us to magnify it, fixating on the potential consequences and blowing them out of proportion until they consume our entire focus, leaving no room to see the potential rewards and overshadowing the dream itself, ultimately dictating our future. The second is the kaleidoscope. Imagine peering through a kaleidoscope and realizing that what you see is nothing more than an illusion. Well, the same trickery occurs when you view risk through a similar lens. Your fears and worries get all jumbled up and blown out of proportion, causing you to lose sight of what's actually in front of you. And finally, the telescope. Quote, telescopes are designed to view things that are far away, and that's where most of our risks are too. They haven't happened yet. They're in the future, and they live in the land of what if. 
When you look at a risk through a telescope, you're able to create a safe distance between your dreams and your fears. You can see the risk in detail, but you acknowledge that a lot can happen in the space between you and that risk becoming a reality. You acknowledge it's there, you see it, but you're not allowing it to dominate your decisions. It's just one possible outcome, end quote. I love that because by employing a metaphorical telescope to examine risk, we establish a safe distance between our dreams and fears. We gain the ability to scrutinize the risk with precision while recognizing the vast space that separates us from the point where the risk transforms into a tangible reality. Insight number four. Two worst words ever. Quote, I hate the word buy now, not separately. I've never had a problem with buy when it's on its own or supporting another sentence. And now is fine too. Short, rhymes with cow, often the place people encourage you to live. I got nothing but love for now. But when those two words team up and hit the road together, fist pumping and drinking the night away, they become something entirely different. They are not peanut butter and chocolate, together at last. They are orange juice and gasoline, helpful in isolation, napalm collectively. The problem is, by now is a phrase we say to ourselves when we're trying to believe the lie that it's too late to start pursuing our dream. As we survey our lives and stand on the edge of the possibility cliff, we start to say things like, If I were really going to be a high school teacher, by now I would have already had a few years of teaching experience. The goal of the phrase by now is to offer yourself a twisted justification that indeed you could have been what you wanted to be, but alas, you're too late. And if you convince yourself of this, you will also believe the next lie, which is don't start, end quote. The sneaky little phrase we love to whisper to ourselves when we're feeling down, by now. It's like a trickster, a sly excuse we use to convince ourselves that it's too late to chase our dreams. And we stand on the precipice of possibility. We start concocting all sorts of scenarios. But here's the funny part. Who says there's an expiration date on dreams? Is there a dreamer's handbook somewhere stating that if you haven't achieved your goal by a certain age, it's game over? I don't think so. Life doesn't come with an annoying buzzer that goes off when you've passed the dream deadline. Insight number five, dreams don't pay well. Quote, I tell people how much my dream paid hourly. Dreams rarely pay well at first. In the first four years, I consistently wrote a blog. A publisher paid me $13,000 for about 2,300 hours of writing. That's about $5.65 per hour. The federal minimum wage is currently $7.25. At the time, I could have earned more working at Starbucks than I could writing a book in Starbucks. How long does it take for your dream to become a full-time job and sustain you? Longer than you think. End quote. This is the glamorous life of pursuing a dream. We often find ourselves faced with the reality that dreams rarely come with a generous paycheck right from the start. It's like a secret club where the initiation fee is paid in blood, sweat, and peanuts. I know I'm stating the obvious by saying that dreams don't always dance to the beat of financial success right away. They require dedication, patience, and a whole lot of hustle. It's like embarking on a bumpy roller coaster ride where you have to endure the twists and turns before reaching the thrilling climax. Insight number six, the plan myth. Quote, the plan myth is a tiny voice that pipes up whenever we bump into people who are doing the things we would like to do. 
When confronted with someone else who is in the field or industry or dream we want for our own lives, we automatically assume that we are looking at the fruition of a long, detailed plan. That individual had the vision and the dream to actually plan out what was going to happen, and now it is. Now it has come to pass. He did it with a plan, and we need one too. End quote. We fall into this trap of thinking that we need the whole shebang, the entire master plan, before we even dare to take the first tiny step towards our dream. It's as if we convince ourselves that we must meticulously outline every single step for the next month, year, and decade, or else it's not even worth pursuing. Now I know this sounds downright ridiculous when you say it out loud, but here's the kicker. Be careful that you're not unintentionally using this logic today for a dream you have right now. It's so easy to get caught up in the notion that we need a perfect blueprint before we can embark on our dream-chasing journey. But here's the truth that Acuff has discovered through his own experiences. The majority of successful people didn't have a detailed plan mapped out from the get-go. Nope. They were simply inspired to start, to practice their craft, and to dip their toes in the water of uncertainty. They took that very next step, not knowing actually where it would lead them. Insight number seven, power of anonymity. Quote, anonymity allows you to make big, gross mistakes without everyone watching. Anonymity is the best creative lab because you've got nothing to lose. Anything is possible. Anything is on the table. There are no expectations to miss, no fans to disappoint, no follow-up fears. I've heard mega best-selling authors confess that when they sat down to try to write their next book, they were overwhelmed with fear. The expectations, the hope that they would recreate the success of that first book, that they would catch lightning in a bottle again, were so high that they almost crippled them. You're free as long as you're invisible. You have what Justin Bieber and Martha Stewart and LeBron James will never have again, the freedom to make mistakes on their own, end quote. So seize this precious gift of anonymity. Embrace the freedom it provides to take risks, to experiment, and to stumble upon greatness. Revel in the fact that you can navigate the creative landscape without the burden of external expectations. Embrace the opportunity to make mistakes, learn, grow, and ultimately carve your unique path towards success. Insight number eight, it's time to be a quitter. Quote, we have worked our way through an arch of sorts. We've worked our way to something more substantial than hype. We started with a decision to keep your day job and make it an advocate for your dream job. We then progressed to defining your dream and falling in light with the job you don't love. Chapter by chapter, we arrived here, equipped with ideas and insights about closing the gap between your day job and your dream job. Or in other words, how to become the right type of quitter. Don't accept the lie that work has to be miserable and dreams are for other people. They are for everyone. I am living out my dream that seems so far off on so many days. And if I can do it, this proves one thing. It can be done. By you or anyone who refuses to be part of the I'm but generation. It's time to begin closing the gap between your day job and your dream job. It's time to be a quitter. End quote. That is from Chapter 8, aptly titled, Quit Your Day Job, where Acuff delves into the intricacies of making that bold leap from your current job to pursuing your dream. Within this chapter, he presents a valuable tool known as the Ready to Quit Your Day Job Scorecard. This scorecard is made up of 52 thought-provoking questions, each carrying varying point values. By answering these questions, you can assess your readiness to embark on this transformative journey. 
Insight number nine. Think about work differently. Quote, Part of growing up is on some sad level accepting the math of the world, meaning we end up, for the most part, working to make ends meet rather than working to fulfill dreams. That is what one person told me. Another said, People just need to put things in perspective and realize that there is no golden cure to all life's ailments. But who says following a dream is about having fun all the time? I didn't. Doing work you love is not about doing work that is fun all the time or even feels good all the time. You'll have to do things you don't necessarily enjoy or don't necessarily have an easy time doing. Ultimately, I agree that work will not be fun all the time. But I don't want work to be fun all the time. I want it to have meaning all the time. Even if you are doing a menial task that is way beneath you, I want it to have meaning. I had a part-time dream and a full-time day job. And if you do too, I promise that's more than enough to begin doing something truly meaningful. Do it wisely and it will grow from there. Start where you are. Start with what you have. Start today. End quote. Wow. What a way to wrap up this incredible book. That chapter, my friend, is a powerful finale that leaves a lasting impression. It's a gentle reminder that we can't simply expect our jobs or our pursuit of our dreams to be one never-ending joyride. Let's not be naive about that. The ultimate goal isn't just about having fun. It's about infusing meaning into our work and allowing that sense of purpose to create its own unique form of fun within our minds. That concludes the valuable insights I wanted to share from John Acuff's thought-provoking book, quitting. Before we conclude today's episode, here's a little bonus for you. If you enjoyed Acuff's wisdom and storytelling style, you might want to check out the other books I featured on the podcast. In episode 57, we explored Finish, Give Yourself the Gift of Done, followed by episode 75, where we delved into soundtracks, and then in episode 107, we journeyed through the captivating pages of Start. Trust me, all of these books are gems written by an extraordinary author, who never fails to deliver powerful messages. So if you're hungry for more knowledge and inspiration, give those episodes a listen and immerse yourself in Acuff's brilliance. It's a guaranteed way to elevate your personal and professional journey. Until we meet again, stay curious and keep embracing the wonders of knowledge. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to Philosopher Insights with your host, Herb Landon. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.